Welcome back to the Board Game Battles Podcast. I'm your host, Randall, and with me are my co-hosts, Ashley. Hey. And Drew. Hello. Uh, this is our, you know, it's been a while since we last recorded, but this is our 31st episode, and today we're going to be talking about two games um, that are historical in nature, in, in theme anyways, but the big thing that really ties them together is that they're both uh, Rondell-style game um, mechanisms that use a Mancala... Um, action selection as well. So they're, they're of a hybrid of Rondell and Moncala. Um, so that really uh, makes them a unique in the in the field. And we're comparing Trajan from Stefan Feld to Seth Jaffe's Crusaders that will be done. And then afterwards, we'll have a little discussion about uh, themes in games and what we prefer, what are some of our favorite themes for games. Uh, but let's just get right into it. First game, Trajan. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Trajan, Trajan. It's old Roman. Who it's knows? old Roman, so who knows how they actually pronounced it. Yeah, released in 2011 by one of our regulars on the show, Stefan Feld. We've done a few of his games already. Um, we've done his, his library before, but if you're new to the podcast, he's done some big numbers like uh, in the Aaliyah series. He's released games like Notre Dame, uh, Macayo, Castles of Burgundy, uh, Bora Bora, La Isla, like if you look through the the um, Aaliyah series, both big box and small box, you're going to see his name all over it. But then he's also done some other big uh, games as well on his own with other publishers like uh, Bruges. That's another one that um, got a lot of uh, hype when it first came out in 2013. What else was there? Aquasphere was another heavier uh, one that came out with another uh, publisher. And uh, Luna, which has just been re-released in a, a Kickstarter not too long ago. It's been done as a deluxified version through one of the uh, Tasty Minstrel uh, Kickstarters. So he, he, he's a prolific designer and he's done a lot of games. Um, if you haven't heard of him or haven't checked out any of his games, you should because there should be something you'll like amongst his library. Artists for uh, Shajan was uh, Joe Hartwig. Publishers, Eminent Spiel and Hutch. Categories, ancient and political. Okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, mechanisms, area movement, card drafting, hand management, set collection. And I, I threw in Rondell. They didn't actually list Rondell, but it definitely has a Rondell in its uh, mechanisms. Uh, BGG rating, 7.8 out of 12,000 ratings. And weight of 3.68 out of 5. So a fairly high uh, weight. I don't know if it... There's a lot to the game, especially when you're um, going over the actions that you can do, but each action has an alternate thing you can do at the same time. So, Well, you, you haven't, like, we haven't gotten to the weight of the second game yet. No, that's it, true. It's only at a 2.26. Yeah. And the mechanics for both of these games are, I would say that the Steffenfeld one was a little heavier, but well, not, definitely heavier, not a whole sure. point and a half. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's it like, seems a little high. It does seem a little high. Um, it, it might just be a testament to your... That's your, your ability to play more complex games, though. Yeah, but would you say that the two were much different in their mechanics? That... No, but that's a testament to how awesome I am. At this oh, game, okay. So. Yes, yeah. that's right. <clears throat> yes. How awesome you are. <laughs> no, yes. I, I don't know. You know, it, anywhere between the, the like the two point five and three point five, you know, I, I don't, I don't find that to be super complex. No. So no, like three point five. Or whatever it was. Well, I guess this Steffenfeld has a few more moving parts Six, to yeah. it. It definitely does. Yeah, but like, I, I just don't feel that it's quite that much more mm -hmm. weighted. But 
I would have put them both probably around a three, give or take a little bit on either side. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. probably not too far off. I probably guess. not. Yeah. Because I definitely would have said Crusade, I will be done, would have been a well, bit lower yeah, and than it, three. And it, and it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. It, it's user it's user submitted anyway, though. Well, it's all based on user poll, like how Um, people rate it. So that's true. How many ratings was it for? um, For weight, I don't know if it actually Crusaders. Uh, Oh, for Crusaders. Well, that's when you look at ratings. Only like one point one thousand people rated that. Rated it for the compared to twelve thousand. Yeah. So as you get more ratings, that that tends to sort of balance out into where it actually is. And things have even changed since I did up this this fact sheet with two point two six. I'm looking at the I will be done now at Crusaders, 2.3? and it's 2.3 now. Yeah. So it's even adjusted within, well, probably a couple of weeks since I did this, this fact yeah. sheet up. So it, people are still uh, changing things up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Rulebook, looking at the Trajan or Trajan or Trajan rulebook, um, it's a fairly basic layout. Yeah. So because it's not, it's Hutch, it's not one of the um, traditional ones that we see for Stuff and Phil, like um, Ali or whatever. It doesn't have like a, a standard kind of layout that you might be used to. Um, it's pr- it's perfectly fine. It um, has a lot of um, lot of a lot of text, a lot of uh, diagrams for for setup, for showing you the different um, areas on the board and on the player mats. Um, and you know it's a bit color coded too. Each section when you get to it has its own little color, so you can. If you're looking for something in particular, you can sort of look through the the rule book to find the right colored section. Again, like most books, doesn't have any kind of index. Um, on the back of the book is a summary of how the uh, the game runs, like turn player turns, uh, how the a quarter ends, how a game round ends, how the game ends. So there's a bit of a summary on the back, which is nice. Um, there are problems with the rule book um, when we were playing it. There was like one thing as we go into how the game is played has to do with the seaport where you're reading the seaport on one main page. And when you flip the page, there's like a little sentence or whatever at the top of the next page that if you miss it, it makes a bit of a difference. It definitely makes a difference. Um, so it could have been laid out a little bit better that way because there's definitely room at the bottom of the seaport page on the first side where you could have had it was that the, was that the it? keep the cards yeah that you play keep yeah, the cards that you play small difference small it, difference it seemed bigger at the time but yeah. small difference small difference us. but it definitely is something that it could be easily missed just because you have to flip the page for it just a slightly bit better editing would have fixed that problem and it, and would, it would have, have been, been really there. easy to get it on the original page like on, with the rest of the stuff so yeah minor stuff like that it, it could have been edited a little better um, otherwise, though, it's a perfectly serviceable um, rule book, and I didn't really find too much in it when I was going through it to indicate like bad language, like things didn't get translated properly. Um, there, there are definitely t- times where you'll notice that it is a little off compared to um, how we might say things in traditional English as opposed to translating it, but nothing that's so off that you, you don't know what they're talking about. Um, so that's the rule book uh, components. Pretty standard components, um, nothing really special. Everybody gets a little player board. It's a standard cardboard thickness, not too thick, not you know, not too thin. Um, you get wood pieces. Um, there's various wood pieces. That you get a bunch of different colored wood um, pieces that each player will use. Everybody gets uh, military leader tokens and discs and small player tokens in their colors. Um, a lot of cardboard in the game. Um, there's various types of cardboard um, chits that you use. 
There's something called the Trajan, Trajan tiles. There's forum tiles, extra action tiles, construction tiles, all standard cardboard. It's a, a standard production. So if you buy any kind of off-the-shelf kind of game that hasn't been kick-started and, and produced to the nines, this is the kind of game you'll get. Just fairly standard. Um, perfectly good. Um, nothing that you'd be disappointed with for for what it is. It's a you know pretty standard Euro. Um, there's also cards. Um, not a lot of cards, but there are definitely cards um, to do with commodities. Again, standard um, quality. Um, not cheap, but not overly done either. So that's the components. Uh, rules. So we mentioned... Good luck with this. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> this is just going to be a real high-level overview um, because it's, it is a really odd kind of game. There are about four or five different sections on the board. So you have this big... Um, you have a big board out in the middle of the table. It has a point tracker along the outside of it. At the bottom of the board is a turn tracker based on the number of players. So there's actually three different turn trackers for two, three, or four players. Um, so depending on how many players you have, you'll use whatever turn tracker. Um, in the middle of the board are both several different areas um, that you'll be using. And it's a typical kind of game with Stefan Feld. Um, ignore one area, um, then you're potentially giving up a bunch of points. Um, you almost have to sort of pay service to almost every every area on the board just to not lose lose anything. Because sometimes if you ignore one thing, you might lose points to something else. Um, but the different areas on the board, um, there's a provinces at the top where you'll be sending your military people um, to go around these little provinces. There's a construction area um, off to the side where you'll be using workers to pick up cardboard um, chits off of that construction area to show that you're building little buildings um, and getting different bonuses from these chits. There's the, uh, the forum area. Um, it's a... When you're doing the forum, the forum action, you'll get these additional little chits that um, are typically used for meeting the needs of people at the end of every quarter. But they also have a few other symbols that you can use for different things. There's the um, the Trajan Trajan area where you get these Trajan tiles that will be used on your player board. Um, there's the shipping area where you have the ships that you could use for shipping goods and get points from shipping goods. There is also the, what is that area forum? called? Is that the forum? Yeah, the forum. No, no, the or forum is it... um, where we picked up chits. It's the... the Senate, maybe? Yeah, Senate. Uh -huh. There's a Senate action, a Senate area where you're trying to advance along the Senate to get votes and, and, and trying to get um, special reward tiles for the end of the game. Uh, depending on how well you do in the Senate. So those are the different areas that are around this big board. Um, only two of the areas really use the, your little workers. Your workers are multi-use. They can either be construction people or they can be military people. But while they're on your player board, they're generic people. They're, they, could be, they're, they don't really count for either. It's once you commit them to a particular area that they become military or construction, and they stay in that area once they're committed. Um, you start with, I think, uh, I think it's 12 or 14 um, workers that are just generic workers, and then they'll get moved as you play the game. Your player board has the Moncala slash Rondell mechanism on it, and that's how you're going to be selecting your actions every turn. So everybody has their own little setup. Everybody starts identically. Um, you get um, 12 wooden um what they call octagonal action markers 
of six different colors. So you got two of every color. At the beginning of the game, you spread those 12 out amongst your six different action areas on your Rondell Moncala setup. Each particular one corresponds to an action. So each one on your board or on, in this Rondell setup has an, a, a specific action that's associated with it. On the outside, and that's the inside, shows you the six different actions you can take. On the outside of this mechanism are Roman numerals from one to six. Uh, you start the game with three of these Trajan tiles, and the Trajan tiles you get um, from the center of the board during the game. There's a special action you can get to get more. So three of these six areas will have a Trajan tile. I keep going back between Trajan and Trajan, so I don't... Uh, I'm going to commit to Trajan. According to the internet, it is exactly that. It's Trajan? Trajan? Okay, I'm committing to Trajan. I'm staying with Trajan. I'm going to try to anyways. We'll see how I do with that. Anyways, you get these Trajan tiles. You start with three of them on your um, on your Mancala rondel, and you have three blank spots. So three are committed, three are, are open. And how the game works is it's it, like a Mancala. You'll pick up one of the dishes or whatever you want to call it. All the all of the um, action tokens from one dish, and distribute them in a clockwise order, starting with the next one a- after it. So I pick up. It doesn't matter. I pick up two, I'll place one down at the next dish, and then the next one down at the last dish, and that last dish is the one I'm going to be taking the action based on. Uh, But also, whichever dish you end on, if there's a Trajan tile at the top of it, you can potentially activate that Trajan tile as long as you have the colors of discs or action tokens in that dish that that Trajan tile wants. So each Trajan tile will say, I want either two of the same color or one of two different colors. And then if you if you meet that when you activate that dish, you can do that tile. And you have to do the tile. If you meet the requirements, you have to do the tile. Optionally, after you've done the tile part, you could do the main action of that rondelle dish. Um, and the different actions that are available are... This is final. Is there a list of the actions? Yeah, there are. The six actions are Seaport, uh, Forum, Trajan, Senate, Construction, and Military. Um, construction has a potential additional action available with it, whatever that means, but we won't worry about it at the moment. I can't remember it at the top of my head. Um, so, Seaport lets you do something. <laughs> how, how the hell do you play this game? Ship goods. It's been too long. You can ship or goods. Or collect cards. That's right. So during the seaport action, you can draw two commodity cards from the face-down pile. There's actually three piles. One's face-down, and you have two discard piles, one to each side of the face-down pile. And so your option is you can draw two commodity cards from the face-down pile, or you can take the top commodity card from one of the two discard piles and add it to your hand. So you get one or two cards this way. If you're not taking cards... Your other option is to play cards, where you can just place them face down in, or face up in front of you uh, into your what's called your personal display. Or you can ship commodities. Um, there's three ships available. Each ship has a different requirement for shipping. And each one will give you more points based on how much of it you can do. So um, to give you an example, to tell you what the different ships are, uh, one ship is if you play up to four cards that are all different, four commodity cards that are all different, you can get up to eight points. If you just play, say, 
uh, one card by itself, it's two points. Two cards are four, they go six, and then up to eight if you play four all different cards. Uh, the first person to do a shipping in each particular quarter, or yeah, each particular quarter, um, gets the full points, and then you flip the ship over. And then anybody else who does shipping for the rest of the uh, quarter gets less points for doing it, but they can always ship. There's always a chance to ship. Um, there's another ship that for every pair, unequal pair of cards, so every pair of cards that you play, up to three pairs get you more points. So like a single pair will get you five points, two different pairs will get you 10 points, and three different pairs will get you 15 points. And then when you flip it over, it's less points. And then the last one is for having identical cards, up to four identical cards will get you more points. So if you play four of a kind, you can get 20 points, and it goes down from there. Again, flip it over, you get less points. So that's shipping. So there's you can take cards, or you can play cards, or you can ship. That's what you do during the seaport action. And everything you ship, which is what we made the mistake on when we were playing, anything you ship, even if um, for whatever reason, goes down in front of you face up after you've done the shipping. Um, and that's for the end game, where you can get points based on um, cards that you, uh, special tiles that you can get during the game. And... Kind of a point per commodity you have sitting in front of yeah. you for end game scoring. So there's some bonuses for shipping. Um, so that's shipping action. Uh, the forum action, it's as simple as uh, you take one tile of your choice from the forum. And there's a, a grid, and depending on the number of players, it tells you how much of that grid is filled up. But there's three tiles that are always... Uh, there's three yellow tiles, which have to do with... Um, extra actions of uh, they're like action tiles so they give you the option of taking extra actions during your turn if you do a particular action you have a, a matching um, action tile on your board you can use it to take another action at the same right away so there's always three yellow action tiles available or there's these green uh, forum tiles which give you different things they can be um, it could be bread it could be um, religion or it could be like, so it's food, religion, and... Equipment, essentially, for your yeah, armies? I think it was equipping your armies or something. Or was it gladiators? I, I um, thought it was equipping, but it might I have been... so, too. Because it shows, like, a helmet and a sword or something on yeah. it. Yeah. So. Oh, bread, games, and religion. So yeah, the, so it was games. The helmet has to do with, like, the games, like, doing the uh, gladiatorial games. So those are the three needs of the people. So these forum tiles will help you meet the needs of the people... Um, every quarter when it comes time to uh, fulfill the people. Which is wonderfully random. It is. It's very random of, of what the people are looking for at the end of every quarter. So yeah, that's that's what those are the things you can get. And there's also um, tiles that let you do other things as well. There's extra votes you can get for the Senate. Uh, so they're like little purple icons that have like um, chicks, like you know the one through five number of chicks on it to show how many extra votes you're going to get. There's wild card tokens you can get, which will help you with various things throughout the game to um, to help fill sets if you need, or or to use other actions. Uh, and there's additional action tokens, just like the three gold tokens that are always available. Um, in the green area, there's also extra actions that can show up there as well, which lets you take additional actions as you're as you're playing the game. Um, so that's the that's the uh, the forum area military action. And during the military phase, you can um, either move generic workers to the military camp 
And then once they go there, they're they're considered military workers. You start the game with uh, a leader or a general or whatever they call them, and um, a legionnaire, I think they're called. Two. I think it was two legionnaires. It might be two legionnaires. Yeah. Uh, so you say, yeah, you might start with a leader and two legionnaires or something like that in the camp. Um, and then when you take the military action, you can add more to that camp, or you can move your people around the provinces. So what happens is you move your, your leader to a province. It has to be an adjacent province. There's three that are adjacent to the camp at the beginning of the game. But as your leader moves, he'll be connected to other provinces. Uh, so you move your leader to a province. It allows you to take tokens from that province. So each empty province or, or any province that doesn't have a person there will get re- refilled every um, quarter with these little green tiles. They're the same kind of tiles as you see in the uh, forum. So yeah, I think the, they both took from the same Yeah, same pile. pool. So they're the same kind of tiles where you get like the stuff that you use to meet the needs of people or you can get Senate votes or all that kind of stuff. Same kind of little tiles. So when you move your leader to one, you, you get the uh, the tile. Um, if you move your little, um, one of your legionnaires to a tile, um, you'll get the points for that province. Each province has a number of points. You'll lose points for additional legionnaires that are already there. So if somebody else already has a legionnaire at a province and you go into that province, you'll get less points. But um, you can do it. You can still move them around. You have to be able to, yeah, I think you have to move, Legionnaires can only go to where your leaders are, I Yeah, think, where your general is. Where your general is. So um, that's how you can sort of spread your influence around this little map, is moving your general around, adding you know more legionnaires and moving them to where your general is um, to get points and these tokens. Uh, so that's the military action. It's all about moving your leaders and your legionnaires around this uh, military map or the province's map. There's the uh, tra- Trajan action, which is it's getting more of these Trajan tiles. So there's a stack of about six different types of tile on the game board. And you're choosing, uh, when you take the Trajan tile um, action, to take one of those tiles and stick it on on your rondelle. Um, Some of them are like, let's see here. Whenever you fulfill one of those Trajan tiles um, during the whole rondelle action selection thing, um, you'll get a reward. And some of the rewards are, it could be straight up just points. It could be um, a permanent good that'll help you meet the needs of the people during the um, each quarter. So it would move from your your rondelle over to a special place on your board to show that you have one permanent good to help meet your needs. Um, it could be like draw a couple cards from the commodity deck. Um, most of them will give you some number of points as well. Um, I don't know if there's any that don't give you points. There might have been, but I think I think there's one that just gives you nothing but points. I think yeah. it's like nine points, yeah. but you get no other reward out of it. There's one that will give you like a plus two action token, um, which you can add to your board. But that's kind of thing. You're going to get some kind of reward from these Trajan tiles. Points and some kind of reward. And the Trajan action is how you get more of these tiles to add to your, your uh, rondelle for um, trying to get more options as you play the game. Uh, the Senate action, there's a... Senate's pretty simple. It's just a straight... Um, track and as you move up the track whoever's the farthest along it is has the most votes at the particular time and you also get points each time you move up the track Um, at the end of every quarter uh, whoever's the farthest along the track plus any additional votes they might have so whoever has the most votes in total sort of is like the winner of that particular whatever not really winner but what it is they get to choose a bonus tile so there's two bonus tiles on the on the senate track 
at least in a three-player game. I think even I think there is always yeah. I think there's only just two. Yeah, um, there's two bonus tiles on the track. Um, whoever is, gets the most votes in the Senate for that quarter gets their choice of the two tiles, and then each tile is double-sided. So there's a gold side and a silver side. Gold side being worth more points at the end of the game than the silver side. So whoever has the most votes gets their first choice and gets to keep the gold side. Whoever has the second most votes gets the other tile and has to have it on the silver side. So they're going to get less votes at the end of the game. And if anybody who's less doesn't get anything. And I think it's also used as a tiebreaker too. So whoever's further along on the track, if there's a tiebreaker required for something, I think they're considered mm-hmm. whoever's on top or, or further along might be, there might be a tiebreaker. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that though. I think no, that, that sounds was right. one of the criteria. Yeah. yeah I think it was one to. of the things. Yeah. Did we ever run into a tiebreaker? I don't think we ever had to. Yeah. No. No. That's the Senate action, the construction action. It's similar to the military one where it has a construction camp that you start out at. Um, You start with two construction workers at this beginning of the game in that camp. Um, The very first worker you ever put out in the construction area, and it's a a grid of five by four of these brown tiles. The very first worker you move out can go anywhere in that grid. But then after that, any additional workers you move from the camp to the grid has to be orthogonally adjacent to a prior worker who's already there. Uh, whenever you uh, move a worker onto that grid, if there's a tile that you're moving onto, you get to take the tile and get the reward or or use it for a reward later if, if, if needed. Um, and it's typically used in a set collection, actually. Mm-hmm. It's all set collection of construction. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first time you take a particular tile, um, regardless of what set it's from, It'll give you a bonus when you put it on your board. Each each tile gives you some kind of action bonus related to one of the six main actions. Um, after you've done a, a tile, you can get more of them, though, because as you're, the more you collect, the more points you'll get per set at the end of the game. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the construction one. So you're going to be moving... Wor- so you're during the construction phase, you can move workers from your, from your player board over to the construction camp, or you can move a worker from the camp onto the construction area. Um, that's construction. After construction... That was the last one. That might have been the last one, actually. Yeah, that was the sixth action. So those are the six main actions of the game. And so the game is set up of four quarters. Um, the number of rounds in a quarter is all dependent upon um, how fast... You, how many things you're playing, is it? Yeah, like how many octal... Of, Octagonal, octagonal order things you move. You move from a plate to the other plates is how quickly the round goes. Yeah. So how it is is every is each round like in a three player game you use a three power round tracker. Everyone starts in the same spot. The first and at the beginning of the game everyone has two on everything, so it's going to go up pretty. It's going to go out a set amount at the very beginning. So you're taking two from a, a um, one of your bowls, moving them along, and then the your token on the action or the action thing will move a number equal number of spaces. So two, if you're taking three from a bowl to do the Moncala thing, then the action thing is going to move three. And once it hits the, so it goes around in a circle and hits the beginning mark again, that ends the, um, that wasn't a quarter. That's a, that's just a single round. That's a single round. And then each, um, I think once you do three rounds, that ends a quarter. Was it three rounds? That's I can't fun. remember. I do not remember. Sorry, people. This is what happens. We haven't done this in a long time. Each quarter consists of four game rounds. So four game rounds. So once you've gone around that circle four times, um, then you do a quarter, the end of a quarter. 
And then there's special scoring at the end of each quarter. And that's also when things sort of get reset on the board. Well, so you have to have your, your people's demands met. You have to be able to meet people's board. demands. But, so Which you, you get, figure one out every round. End of each round. That's right. You get an extra yeah. thing telling you this is one of the items you need for the end of the quarter to fulfill. That's right. Yeah. So you won't know what people need until the end of every round. Um, so the first three rounds is when you're discovering what the needs of the people are at the end of every round. And then the fourth round is uh, when you finish the quarter, and then you have to meet their needs. So end of a, um, a round, you reveal a demand tile. At the end of the fourth round, you do a quarter year where you meet their demands. You resolve the Senate based on position on the Senate plus any additional votes you have. You um, remove any tiles that are on the, um, uh, the forum and then refill it. You refill, yeah, you refill tiles of the provinces, the forum, and the Senate. So the Senate ones are those bonus tiles for end game scoring. And any gray ships, ships that have been um, used, get reflipped back to their colored side, so they're no longer on the gray side. And then you, yeah, you start the next quarter. And you do this four times. You do, you know, four quarters. And then at the end of the game, after you score the fourth quarter, like you do every other quarter, you get additional victory points for um, commodity cards on hand that you haven't actually played. You get one victory point per card. You get a victory point per worker that's in a worker camp, a victory point per legionnaire in the military camp. Um, you get a victory point per Trajan tile that's still on the action circle that hasn't haven't been um, completed. And then for every three construction tiles in a set, so if you have a, a set of three of the same construction tiles, you get 10 victory points. If you get a set of four, they're worth 20. And then you score any bonus tiles you have for additional points. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most points wins. So that's Trajan. I don't think we missed too much. I think it's that's pretty much it. Pretty much, yep. Yeah. It, um, it, it seems like a lot. And when you're looking at it, it's this typical kind of Euro. There's a, it looks like there's a lot happening. Well, and, um, and typical Steppenfeld, and too. It's, it's, yeah, it is a point salad. Like he's, yeah, he's known for point salad games. Yeah, and it's a, it's one of his point salad games for sure. Mm -hmm. You're getting points from every different section of the board. So there's there's lots of different ways to get points. Um, that throws in a little bit of the like variable time. Because at, at yeah. first, everyone's doing... like. To move because that's how many that's points how are in up. a dish. But yeah. you can go through a round in one action each yeah. when mm -hmm. it starts piling up those action tokens on each disc. And you think, oh, it's the end of the round coming up. I have time to prepare. And all of a sudden, the round's just done. Done before. because somebody had like a dish full of six yeah. or seven yeah. action tokens that they decided to use that time. So it starts slow. But after that, the time just kind of you can have a super fast round. Yeah. Or you can just have everyone doing like a mm -hmm. one point move kind of thing because i needed to do this one action even though it wasn't the best option or something but they needed to get it done mm -hmm. so yeah it was an interesting mechanic that it was. way yeah okay so that was trajan now we'll just quickly go on to crusaders before we get into the discussion uh crusaders uh designed by seth jaffe came out in 2018 so it's a fairly recent game released by um uh, tasty minstrel games does um Seth Jaffe um, did a game called Terra Prime in 2009. I'm not familiar with that one, but then he went on to do Eminent Domain, which we've talked about here before, and all the expansions for Eminent Domain. And he also did some expansions for some other games as well. And then in 2018, he did he did Crusaders Thy Will Be Done. Artist, Adam P. McIver. Publisher, like I said, Tasty Minstrel Games. 
Categories, medieval. Okay, yep. <laughs> Mechanisms, <laughs> area area movement, rondelle, uh, variable player powers, and BGG rating 7.1 out of 1.1 thousand ratings, in a weight of 2.26 out of 5. So when you compare the ratings, yeah, definitely it's almost like a full, little, little over a full point under Trajan. And it should definitely be lower. It, it definitely it should be lower. Definitely less complex. Yeah. And that sounds about... And the lower it's ratings, a it's a game. new game. Yeah. So, it's I mean, a there's game. a big disparity between And it's already people. gone up since, like we mentioned, it was 2.26 when I did this right up. It's now 2.3. It's going to go up from there. It's not a horribly complex game, but it can, there there's, can definitely be, you know, some AP involved with it. Um Especially when you try to figure out, okay, what well, what do I want to do on my rondelle? What do I want to do on the board? There, there can be a lot. Rulebook. Now, this one has a lot nicer designed rulebook. You can de- definitely tell. It, and it also sort of goes with the year, too. 2011. Rulebooks weren't as fancy, really. Like, I, I think there may have been some that were nicer. But for the most part, rulebooks were fairly basic. You know, they're, they had a lot of text. They had some d- d- diagrams or whatever. But nowadays, we kind of to expect more from rule books and so this definitely shows it it actually has actually a quite nice table of contents at the front no no, no index like usual yeah which you know, probably won't whatever. rant about that again we won't rant about it every <laughs> single time but it, the fact that they have a table of contents is kind of nice at least it helps you go know where to go in here but it's really colorful really nicely laid out rule book um a lot of um text and like a lot of uh if you really get into it um there's a lot of background in here like each each night like each order like you're playing knights very of various orders in this game and so there's obviously like there's the knight templars there's the knight hospitaller knights of calatrava so there's all these different knight orders and you're playing one of them so there's a little background on each knight order which is nice um he has some nice design notes and what's was funny when when i chose to do to do these two games just because they had similar mechanisms i was reading in the designer notes that back in 2012 this is from the designer i read some teaser information for a then upcoming upcoming stefan feld game that was described simply as Moncala plus rondell curious what that might mean i took a guess i figured it must mean that you would have your player board with a number of bins in it corresponding to different actions in the game with some tokens in each bin on your turn you would choose a bin and perform the action associated with that bin the more tokens on it the better and then you, then you would distribute these tokens clockwise around your rondelle board one at a time like a Moncala. And then he even goes on to talk about how he guessed wrong, but that's how he that's what he based his game on. That same you know, that whole mechanism that basically was Trajan or Trajan how he interpreted it without actually having played Trajan. So it's it's really interesting that one game kind of inspired the other in a in a way. So that was kinda of funny. But otherwise, really nicely laid up rule book uh very um you know very colorful very uh very good diagrams in it for helping you um figure things out i don't think there's i, I really don't think there was too much that I, I could complain about the rule book i think it was all fairly well done i don't think we ever had to roll like go searching in the rule book too long for anything um, no i think there was one point near the end of the game where there's a bit of searching for something but i can't recall what it was yeah it might have had something to do with end game but i yeah. don't remember exactly but the, yeah the, the one complaint that people may have is that in in a couple spots they they actually highlight something in the paragraph in green 
There's a lot of green and red text. This is true. Uh, if you are colorblind, yeah, if you have red green color colorblindness, it could be a problem. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a problem for you. But um, but and and any anywhere it's highlighted green, it's it's always just be when they're referring to examples, and so it, it's not you're not going to miss anything if, if you're green yeah. blind. You're not going to really miss anything. You just read it and say example E1. Okay, I'll look at example E1. So if you didn't know it was in green, it really wouldn't matter. Though if you were green blind, the examples are written in green. Well, it's not that it's invisible to you. Well, it's not that you'd be invisible it to you. No, it just, the it, red and green just, it would just kind come of brownish. Out, yeah, it would look brownish to you. So it wouldn't really make a difference. So, yeah, no, that, that actually really doesn't make any difference at all. Um, but other than that, no, it, it's a really nicely designed rulebook. So I, I really can't complain about it. Um, I will say that the fonts they use in certain places can be a bit hard to read because they use these stylized... Um, oh, it's very medieval gothic. Medieval gothic kind of font in some in some places. Like the majority of the book is written in standard font, and yeah. you won't have a problem with it. It's just in some spots, like on on like the box cover or on some of the um, of the ten, the knight orders, you're trying to read them and you're not quite sure. It just it's, it can be a bit tough to read. And another thing for style wise, I, I wasn't really keen on is how they did their on the tokens on the um, victory point tokens. They're ones. They look almost like they're up, they're supposed to be upside down, but they're not. It's just I I don't like the style of the ones because they really they really look odd when you're looking at the ten marker. The, the ten marker just looks off to me, okay. and I just I don't like it. <laughs> but that's just personal. Um, you may you may just be totally fine with it. The copy we used was the deluxified version um, for the components. So, um, but. I will be fair that the the Luxide version isn't a huge far off from like the retail version. Well, we actually used the non deluxe yeah. version because we liked those better the bits in many better. ways. Yeah. So, like uh, the the retail version, it's all wood components. The deluxe version has these plastic components to replace a bunch of these little buildings that you put throughout the map. And so you get these plastic versions of the buildings. You get these plastic versions of your knights. And they just seem a little chintzy. Yeah. Like they're nice designs, and it's just that, yeah, they just don't seem as nice as the wood, like the standard, like basic wood. Um, I will say that the deluxe version of the game, the wood components are stenciled, so they have like you know little windows on them or whatever. It just makes them look a little nicer, so that the retail version doesn't have the stenciling. Same wood components, just mm-hmm. without the stenciling. So. Not a huge deal breaker or anything. Well, it would have made it a little more, like, yeah, harder to distinguish some of the buildings from each other, but not yeah. not huge, not hugely, because each building does have a unique shape at least. Yeah, so you can sort of figure it out. The player boards are the deluxe version. The player boards are, um, I mean, we call it like two. Uh, they're double thick, so that you have recesses for all the different pieces. Um, you have your rondelle, which it's with their um. And and the action and how the rondelle works in this one is you have all these um, action slices. It's almost like a pie, these action slices. And I think there might be six of those. Is it six or eight? Uh, one, six. Two, three. There were six. six. Yep. So you get these six sort of pie slices that fit into the rondelle. Um, and they're double-sided. On the side you start with, they're all like single actions. And when you there's an action you can take to flip them. And then they become double action, meaning you could potentially do two different actions on the same turn if it's on its um, upgraded side. Um, so the fact that the deluxe version of these player boards is inset sort of helps those sit nicer. Because if you didn't have that, there's potential that they could slide around 
I don't know how, you know, I guess it depends how you are with playing games. If you're knocking things around a lot, that might be an issue for you. If you're not, then it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, so you have all these different wood pieces that are different types of buildings. There's four different types of buildings. There's the treasury type banking buildings. There's a barn, there's a church, and then there's a castle. And then there's knights. There's additional knights you can have. Um, everybody starts with usually a single knight on the board, but there's some orders that can give you um, benefits like of an additional knight that's already on the board. Uh, but you can unlock additional knights just through clearing out your board as you're playing the game. There's these flag tiles that sort of sit at the top of your board, and these are for adding to your military strength. Again, standard kind of cardboard thickness and the deluxe version are a little thicker, but otherwise there's nothing really between that and the regular version, nothing really special about them. They're just cardboard um, tokens that you'll flip over when at appropriate times. And you get wood um, action to uh, markers. Uh, everybody basically starts with 12, and then depending on your order, the night order you take, that could be adjusted to higher or lower or stay at 12, um, depending on your special power of your of your order. Uh, so everybody has that, that particular player board in front of them with all those different pieces. Um, there's four of each type of house, and there's also a couple of knights that go with the castles. Uh, the main player, the main game board, it's a sort of a big map of. It seems like mostly Western Europe. Well, it gets a bit into Eastern. It, it gets goes, into like Istanbul, Constantinople yeah, area, Bulgaria, yeah, Constantine kind of area. So it starts out like in Spain, like around Spain and 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 England and all that on the uh, the Western part. And expands into Hungary and Bulgaria and sort of those areas off to the, uh, getting close to the, um, was that the Black Sea? Yeah, I think that's yeah, I the think Black, that's Sea, Black there. Sea So the Black Sea is sort of on the other side. Um, also on the board, it is, a I think, a two-sided board, I think it was. I don't remember now. Was it two-sided? No, maybe not. It may no. not have been two-sided. No, it's not. Um, the difference is for a number of players is how many loose victory points there are. So you have like a pile of victory points in the, on the table that you're, you're pulling from as you're earning victory points. When that pile ro um, uh, is depleted, that signals the end of the game. And so you finish the current turns until everybody's had an equal number of turns. Then at the end of the game, you do some scoring to figure out who's won. Uh, the board is broken up into hexes. Um, each hex is denoting a province or, or a, a territory or whatever. And in each territory, you can it has like one little square where you can potentially build a building. Um, there's a lot of these little, um, I don't know, I'm not sure what they call them. These little tokens that you sort of spread out all over the uh, building bonus tiles. There's a bunch of these building bonus tiles that you're going to spread out all over the board randomly um, in locations for them. Not, so not every um, hexagonal um, territory will have one of these. But if it does, typically what these little tiles will give you is either a discount, say, for building a particular type of building or a bonus, like in victory points, for building that building. Um, so if you build a particular building in that location, you either get a discount or bonus points, but there's nothing stopping you from building whatever you want there. It's just whether or not you want to take advantage of that discount or extra points. There's a bunch of um, enemies on the board. And the enemies are either, there's uh, three different types. There's the, uh, I think it's the... Prussians. The, yeah, the Prussians, the 
Uh, Moors, they're not called Moors, are they? They're called, uh, what are the three different enemies in this game? There's the Prussians, the Saracens, and the Slavs. Um, the Saracens and the Prussians have a strength track. So um, the first person to take on either of those, you know, the strength of them are fairly low. So they're fairly easy to defeat. Each time you, somebody defeats either one of them, their strength track goes up, making them harder and harder to defeat each time, meaning you need higher military strength to continue taking them on. The um, the Saracens are even strength. They're always strength six. So they they start out, at the beginning of the game, they're a bit tough to take on, but by when you get to the like mid-game or closer to end-game, they're they're fairly weak. Like the, the, the Saracens and the Prussians will get... Not the Saracens. No, the Saracens, yeah, Saracens. and the Prussians will get harder to... Um, Harder to defeat than the, uh, what did I call them? The Slavs. The Slavs, that's it. The Slavs don't uh, go up and... Or is it the Saracens that don't and the Slavs that do go up? Oh, man, you're right. I'm getting it all messed up. The (laughs) Saracens stay strength six. The Prussians and the Slavs are the variable strength ones who get harder and harder as the game goes on. Uh, But the thing with the Saracens, after you defeat them, you can either decide to, say, take three victory points or each one will have a bonus printed on it. And if you don't just take the victory points, you can take the bonus. And the bonus is quite often is going to be um, put down a free building of a particular type that's on them. Or it'll be flip over one of your military units on your player board to get additional strength in your military for free without having to do that particular action to do those things. Um, so that's the bonus for defeating the Saracens. They're always strength six, but you get some kind of you can get some kind of bonus from doing them. Um, how the game plays out, like we mentioned before, it's a rondelle with... Um, the Mancala action selection. Uh, so this game starts out with the base thing is 12 um, action tokens. And I think t- typical to, the other, like similar to Tra- Trajan, you start with, at the beginning of the game, two on every um, action um, slice. Each slice has uh, one action. There's um, Though there's not six different actions because um, you're going to have two travel so you, there's two travel slices, there's a um, muster, there's a crusade, influence, and build. Uh, travel is as it is. The, how this game works is the number of action tokens that are on a slice when you activate it is the strength of that action. So at the beginning of the game, everything's going to have usually two tokens on it. So you're going to start with an, a, a two action, a two power action of whatever one you choose. So in travel, meaning you can take your knight and travel up to two spaces as long as it has no enemies on it. Enemies slow you down by one um, movement point, I guess you could say, per enemy. So that's the travel action. Muster is how you flip over your, um, your, your military flags at the top of your board. And as you flip each one over, it requires more and more muster power to flip the next one. So making it you know t- harder to do. So you need more action tokens to do it. Um, and what the muster does is as you flip each military flag, it adds to your military strength when you're taking on the uh, the different enemies on the board. There's the crusade action. Uh, crusade is what you're actually using to fight the enemies. So um, when you do a crusade action, you'll add up your military strength of the action tokens that you used on that board as you activated it, plus any bonuses you get from flipped flags on your player board. And different buildings you put out will also give you bonuses as you put these buildings out. So you can get military bonus from that, or muster bonus, or influence bonus, or whatever. Uh, so that's the crusade action, is for fighting enemies. The influence action is just for straight up getting 
um, victory points. So based on the power of the influence action you're doing, you'll get a number of victory points from the pool right into your, your own pool. And build is building a building. Each building that you build will have a like a cost, like a, a strength or whatever it is that you requ- that you require to meet to build it. So at the beginning, you know, all the buildings are the same. They're all three um, three cost to build, meaning you need to have three power of some type, either with a discount or with action tokens on your board or with other bonuses you get as you flip things around. But different buildings um, will cost different amounts as you build them, like the uh, the bank which uh, as you build more banks makes building of other things cheaper. So the banks get more expensive, a, a lot have a lot higher cost to build as you get farther up in the banks than the other buildings do because they're helping you make the other things cheaper. The barns or the, uh, what do they call the barns? Weren't they just barns? I think they're, they might just be called barns. You're right. Um, they add to your muster, I think. Is that what it is? Muster? Yep. Your muster power when you muster yeah that's right plus one muster so each barn you build will help um when you do the muster actions or getting more recruits i guess you could say make that cheaper for you so you don't have to have as many action tokens um the church um adds for influence so whenever you do the influence action you'll get more influence for every church you have on the board um the castle is a bit of variable um the first castle you build will get you a second knight on the board uh, the second castle will give you additional travel. Um, most of these, when you get to the third of any of these buildings, will give you double bonuses. So, like, it might be um, influence and travel for a church. It's influence and muster for the barn and influence and building for the the treasuries. Uh, but with the third castle, um, you get an additional, you get a third knight, Plus, um, you also get to add to your crusade when you unlock your third castle. And then the fourth of every one of these buildings will give you some kind of end scoring points. Uh, The fourth castle will give you additional um, victory points for each enemy set that you've completed. So if you've defeated one of every type of enemy, that's considered a set. And you'll get four additional victory points at the end of the game if you've built your fourth castle. Um, the fourth church will just get you a straight up plus six VP six yeah six victory points at the end of the game. Um, the fourth uh, barn gets you a victory point per knight and troop, and those troops are those flags I was talking about. So for every flipped flag and for every knight you have on the board, you'll get an additional victory point. And the fourth um, treasury will Extra get you points per fourth building built. Yeah, for every fourth building you've built, you get an additional four points. Um, so during your turn you're choosing one of your tiles you're doing the action of that tile and then you're distributing the um the action tokens off of it in the mancala kind of style where you're starting with the tile next to it and then going on one of the things you can do in your turn if you decide that you don't want to take an action or you don't think you have a really good action at this moment you can choose to upgrade one of your tiles and when you upgrade a tile and it's sort of each tile will show you at the bottom of it what it's adding to for you when you uh, upgrade it you take the tile, you flip it over, and then all of a sudden that tile now has two actions that can be taken when you activate that tile. So you can split up your action t- um, tokens among the actions that are available on a tile at that time, but you always have to have at least one action token associated with each action to you, to be able to do that action, regardless of how many bonuses you have for that action. And then after you've upgraded, if, you choose, if you're choosing to upgrade an action tile, you can then take all the 
tokens off of uh, all the action blocks off of any tile that's on your board and then redistribute them like normal um, as the bonus for upgrading one of your tiles. The different knights have or different orders have some different bonuses you can do. Um, like when you're redistributing your action tokens after doing an action, some of them will let you skip a tile of your choice as you're going. Uh, there's one knight order that'll let you go in reverse order for redistributing tiles. Um, there's one that only gives you six action um, tokens total for the um, for all your action boards, but it also gives you a bonus of of one for every type of action. So that one's a bit harder to play with, but it's an interesting bonus. Um, but there's about how many different? I think it's about eight or let's see, eight or nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I want to say it's like ten. ten. Yeah. yeah, there's ten different orders. Each one, there's some that are very similar in um in their special ability, and they range from, like I said, the the least amount of action tokens that um one starts with is six, but I see there's one here that has up to fourteen, so you could have up to two additional from everybody else, and they range. You know, there's quite a few that were thirteen, eleven, twelve, so they're all over the place. And it's all based on whatever kind of special action you get with that particular order. But yeah, same thing. Um, once all those victory points are taken from the uh, the pool, um, there's additional ones in the bag that you can use to help fill out as you need additional. Everyone gets an equal number of turns. Whoever's defeated the most of each type of military unit will get a... Like there's these bonus tiles which get you victory points based on that. And then any victory points bonuses you get from your player board that you've uncovered, you'll score. And then whoever has the most victory points wins. Discussion. <laughs> so, yeah, we played... It's been a couple of weeks now since we played these games. We did play Crusaders a couple of times. And Trajan we only played once. One little minor error in Trajan had to do with that shipping thing. Not knowing that as we shipped goods... The, the cards had to be placed up in front of us. We didn't realize those got added to our display. But then, in truth, that was impacting you the most because you played the shipping the most. I didn't play the most shipping. Yeah, it, I don't think it. Like, weren't you still in last place? It didn't. Like, it didn't. It didn't impact. make a huge. No, well, no. Yeah, yeah. and we caught it before the end. Of yeah, the game, so. yeah, we caught it before the end of the game, and we were able to get the cards because we had the cards set to the side, yeah. and we pretty much figured out who had what. Yeah, because yeah, I think Drew and I had only shipped like maybe once. By yeah, then, I think I, yeah. I think so. I exactly most of the cards it was just like which cards did Drew and I ship, and the rest were randoms. So. Yeah, they're mostly mine. Yeah, so yeah, Trajan is definitely the one that has a lot more going on in it because of all the different areas you can definitely you can do, you can do stuff in. Um, and whereas Crusaders, it's very much a an expansion where you're just sort of trying to move about the board and you know basically get out buildings and and defeat the different enemies that are on the board. Well, the, the one thing I would say about Crusaders, so the, <laughs> yeah. the uh, and I think the the way that you worded it in, in your explanation there is is uh, essentially how you worded it when when we first played. Okay, is um, if if you didn't have a better option, you could upgrade the the tile. like one of the action. That's wedges, right. right. But I, I think that. That's a little bit off because it, it shouldn't be... It's like, not if you don't like, have a better yeah. option. Well, it yeah, is the better option. Like, so, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. what we discovered playing was that... Well, because I started with uh, one of the guys with burial powers that started with three upgraded think, yeah, things three of upgraded my ones. choice or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it gave me such a leg up in the oh, beginning, yeah. having that many different options for what actions I was going to take. Yeah, upgrade three action wedges of your choice during setup. 
And you only had, well, you had one less from the basic, yeah. which is 12. You had 11 action tokens. Which didn't, it wasn't an inhibition no, at yeah, all. Not at all. Lately, after having played and seeing the effect that it had, um, I, I really felt like that was actually the better option. And, mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of sense to do it, I think, in, in the early stages of the game when, you know, nobody's really kind of taken off. Right. Yeah. By the time that by the time that I kind of figured that out in the game, I mean you were so far ahead. It was just, I mean the game's over literally. Yeah, I didn't have any wasted actions. Like there, yeah. I didn't have to worry. I think I upgraded a tile once. Yeah. Other than the three that I started with, and every action I took was valuable. Like because well, I could and, and travel you, and crusade yeah. or crusade and build. Like it, it right. just. Yeah. I think you want as much as possible, and that's why I, I think, like, right out of the gate, it, it makes sense to do this, is you want every single action to be doubled. Yeah. Like, as much as possible. Especially like, once you, you so start putting out those buildings, because the power boosts that you yeah. get from your buildings, yeah. stuff like that, just, you can stick one tie or one power token in an action. Like, for me, I, I got my, what is it, the banks out? I got like a lot of banks out yeah. in the beginning that give yeah. the bonus to yeah. build actions. Yeah. Banks so or treasuries. I think it's banks. I, I only right. had to stick one action selection yeah. token on build and I could build any of the other buildings essentially. Yeah, yeah it, mm-hmm. I was trying so much harder to get to get build. Yeah. And um yeah, and, and I mean I just realized too late, like it was I mean, you really want to get those like, yeah. two actions per um you know, per per tile rather than one. And there's some that you can kind of ignore the second act. Like there, I think the one that starts off is influence. It wasn't a huge deal to me to upgrade that one, mm-hmm. but there was one that gave an action plus influence when you once you upgraded it. So if you only needed so much for, your I can't action. remember if it was build or whatever. Right. But it was like you put just enough in your action to do it, and then the rest is just. Three victory points. Three victory points. So points, that was yeah. great. Well, the other one that, that I, I thought was really important in there is, is there is one of the wedges where the combination is travel and build. Yes. That where, can be yeah, really I use like that a lot. Really yeah. powerful. Because um, I think my... You, you'd, you, you know, otherwise, you'd have to move to a spot and then wait for your turn to come around. Well, and that's just it. it is like my first turn. I started in a spot where it was cheaper to build the, the bank. Yeah. yeah. And then... My next turn, I had travel build, yeah. and I boosted it by doing the build action in the first turn. Mm-hmm. The second turn, I got to move to the next hex over and build again, yeah. where you guys were just building your first building yeah. because well, you only you could only move and then build or build and then move kind of. Right. And the thing that really, really bothered me sort of middle game was I, I hadn't upgraded to that that wedge yet, and you and I were – we had had some nights relatively close by yeah. each other. And and I was aiming for a spot, and I know you had been kind of looking at it. Um, and and what I thought was going to happen is I'm going to travel there, and then I'm going to have to wait to the next round to build. Whereas you had the travel build, you could just move there and build it right on top of me before I had a chance. And that's what I was most afraid of. Right. So yep. if you can get those tiles, like those wedges, upgraded, I mean, yep. it just it opens up so many possibilities. Well, even uh, crusade there's and a crusade build, build one yes. too, which yep. I I got a lot of points off of that mm-hmm. by moving mm-hmm. into a square, attacking something on one turn. The next turn, I could build yep. or start in a square with something and attack and build immediately. So no one else could steal the building upgrade yep. points or whatever was there. So, yeah, it it definitely is important to upgrade. It's not an 
is on extra it should be looked at like in their first turns you might want want to do it action one because you right. c- you kind of start your guy in a spot where hopefully it's you're choosing to build something where yeah. yeah you want to get a building out potentially mm-hmm. and then just start yeah, upgrading there, a few tiles when that, you have that little strip of of territories that don't really have anything yeah, yeah. so you know right at the left hand side as far you know west as you can get uh, yeah, there's there's options for getting a bonus to, to building something. Mm-hmm. Then there's sort of a little bit of a, a desert where there's no bonuses. You can build, but there's no bonuses for doing yeah. it. Yeah. And then it's you know it's farther east where you know you've got the the you start wading and, into the people yeah. to but, the yeah. but that's barbarians. Where the additional bonus bonuses are. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're right. Maybe not turn one, but take yeah. advantage of the early bonuses and then start upgrading and fiddling around because mm-hmm. I mean what's better getting like three points from an influence action early game or flipping something else and taking those tiles your action tokens off of your influence to power your next action that's now going to be a double but but i think it also makes makes sense too uh, you know in a different way to get that stuff done early it's that once you actually start moving east and and you're getting into these territories where you know yeah now i have to i have to kill something before i can you know actually get in there um you know, you know, having those double double actions, like you said, having the the um, whatever is the the crusade in build, right? Um, you know, it's going to be so much easier for you to get in there early, yeah, and and t- start taking advantage of of the uh, like the point costs, right? Like if I'm the first person t- to attack a slab, you know, it's so much cheaper, yeah. Because I went you know, as like, it goes up. My strategy for this game early was to get out like basically all my banks. Yeah, I wanted to be able to build. Yeah as cheaply as possible because the the increase in price of the buildings it's like i could go and build in any spot pretty much with one power token on build by about turn six or seven i think because mm-hmm. i had gotten three of my bank buildings out and i ended up getting a, the fourth one for free because mm-hmm. of a reward i believe from a saracen or whatever quite possible yeah. and it just like after that i just went nuts because i didn't need to worry about putting power into build because of getting a plus four to build and i think the most expensive building was six at that point or something yeah like the the high-end ones yeah the the, bank was more expensive the banks get like really high-end but like yeah the 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 basic ones yeah they were like three i think they were pretty much three four five and six i think yeah it was something like that Yeah, yeah and it was like i just move into a territory, stick as much as I need to into Crusade to kill what's there mm-hmm. and immediately build or travel to an empty space that someone else opened up or there were a few empty spaces in the middle of the barbarians that you could move to and get those bonuses mm-hmm. as well. So it made it exceptionally easy. And there's a lot of points in putting out buildings, especially yeah. with yep. those bonus tiles where you build this building here and you get like two extra victory points or something like that. So yeah, the, I think... When it came to this game, the variable powers are really going to change your opening strategy. But I think I agree with Drew where you're upgrading a tile. You definitely want to look at doing yeah. that early because yeah. it's going to speed up your mm-hmm. strategy. Well, and if, if nobody does it, I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah. But if That's one, true. If one yeah. player starts to... De- to it's kind of like an arms up, race. Yeah. I mean, you got to go. Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully... And this is where, I, you know... Yeah, I, I wasn't sure about the... the you know the different, um, uh, you know, knight faction powers. Like uh, that, that having having those tiles upgraded right away was so powerful, and I just couldn't think of the other ones as being 
as beneficial as good I guess. and it, it's funny because i like you're, we were handed two orders each and yeah we everybody you, you get a random two orders and you choose one of the orders. and i was looking yeah. at both mine going i don't know the questionability of like their yeah. benefits is pretty low and i ended up picking the one i did because ultimately i didn't like the second one mm. and then like a few turns in i was just like holy crap yeah like you guys are starting to upgrade tiles because you're looking at what i'm doing and it's just like mm-hmm. well i think i recognize we're getting left behind yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah, i yeah. i didn't even upgrade the right yeah. like i upgraded two that ended up liking a lot once yeah. the mechanics started to become obvious but i upgraded one tile that i i don't even think i really used mm. so i did a fourth upgrade just because it was that useful on oh. a tile that i knew i was going to use more than a few times with the turns that were left so yeah, I mean, if going in now with that one, I would have upgraded three very specific tiles, mm-hmm. and just you're off so quickly. It's yeah. hard to catch that. Yeah, but but I guess ultimately that's where my uh, I guess complaint of the game is is that it, it seems pretty like at least the, the you know opening and possibly middle of the game is is pretty formulaic. Yeah, like there's a, there's a there seems to be a fairly distinct path that you uh, that you should be taking, right? Which is is yeah, get you know get your very early uh, you know bonus from building something, and then man, start updating those or uh, upgrading those uh, action tiles, and then go from there. Yeah. So if you're not kind of doing that, then I, I think you're you're at a disadvantage for for the rest of the game. And I'm planning to touch a little bit when we get into our theme discussion once we've finished discussing both games about this. But I felt that Crusaders could have done a little better sticking to the theme more. Mm. So that I mean, they have like the year of the start date of this game, like where when it's recognized historically as the beginning of the Crusades. And they didn't set up the board properly where it would have helped balance had they done it. So, like, original Crusades and stuff, you could have had stuff in Spain. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to go to start competing for killing barbarians or... I know you kind of want to stay away from the religious aspects of Christians versus Muslims aspect Mm -hmm. of the time, but... I mean, that's, that's essentially what it was about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have these orders of knights. That, that's basically what they did was these mm-hmm. horrible things against each other. And it started in Spain and it yeah. was in the Middle East. And they kind of cut the Middle East out of the game entirely. And it did it more as a cleansing barbarians from Western Europe. Yeah, from Western or, Europe. Or sorry, Eastern Europe. Eastern. Yeah, and yeah. then putting like it's like bringing civilization before they truly went to the Crusades. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have had a slightly better balance had they didn't kind of like an there's an early game aspect where you can fight in spain and get some bonuses where other people might choose to go to the harder area first and stuff like that so yeah i think there was some missed opportunities in that regard Mm, right yeah because like really on the western part you know there's a little bit in spain there's a little bit in england but yeah it's like if you're going in that direction you're sort of forsaking yeah, going to where all the meat of the everything else is, and I mean, like yeah. both of you. Uh, well, Drew started with two knights, so he could yeah, a bit more options. Options. Help me very much, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, you went to Spain, Randall. So, I did. I think I did. Yeah, and Drew went up into England with one guy, and kind of a, a little, little bit, bit in no. France and stuff. Where 
I built in France and then immediately was set off to the east Yeah, because I was doing double actions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just allowed me to just go to where I wanted, target the enemies I wanted to. And because I was doing it early, I was fighting weaker enemies Yeah, for whatever bonus tiles I wanted. So, I mean, it really gave me a leg up, I think. And victory points kind of in this game showed a bit too because there was a big disparity between oh yeah <laughs> first like the person who won and yeah. us like it, it was like a huge difference where yeah. trajan was Very really close. close it was yeah. close and it, there's it, a bit it, of a gap between drew and you and i yeah but there wasn't much and when i say a bit of a gap yeah, yeah. i was i think like five points or yeah. something yeah. and then there was only like a couple points between you yeah. and i yeah and then this game it was i think I think everyone kind of knew by turn five or six yep. how yeah. this was going to play out, right? We had no chance of catching you. Yeah. Yep. And that was complete fluke for yeah. the most part just because <laughs> beginning starting powers and mm-hmm. not knowing. Because originally I think everyone was kind of taking the upgrades. Well, I know when I picked the thing, I was like, uh, how good are upgrades going to really be? It is a bonus thing that you do if you don't have anything better to do. And we learned yeah. quickly that that's quickly. not it's the case. It's true. It's actually the better option. Yeah, so it, it was it a bit of a misperception on our part. Yeah. That's probably cool. yeah, that's I, my fault. Or... I, I'd almost say like you you would want to focus on that and and only forsake doing that if you saw a really good opportunity. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm only I'm only let's say two two hexes away from this thing that I you know, and and so it it it's better if I race to get that really quick and yeah. then go, and then go back and finish up finish off the upgrades and that might be more my fault for describing it that way I don't, they don't really describe it that way in the book and I don't know why I described it as if you don't have a better option maybe that's how it was described to me at one point and and then I went with it. Because they don't really mention that in here to say yeah. it's an option you can do is you can it's, upgrade. It is wedge. definitely an option. It's yeah. definitely an option, and it's not something yes, to and it, very it yeah. is important early when yeah. you don't necessarily want. Like I said, you don't want to take an influence action necessarily early, so you might as well shift those tokens off of the influence and upgrade something and make a more powerful action the second time, or even yeah. a double action. But it, but it does speak to uh, I, I think the 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 balance of the game itself. Like if you compared, you know, like we're doing right now, yeah, like, compare let's this do that. to Trajan. <laughs> um, you, you know, the, the, and, and I think this is very typical of the way that, that Steffenfeld designs his, his point salad games mm-hmm. is, is there's never, there's never this kind of, if you don't, if you don't do this right, you're going to be so far behind. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, you can often of ignore elements. Because you guys didn't do much for shipping, where I did a lot more for shipping. Yeah. And did I win that game? No, you Drew did. Not. Drew did. Okay, Drew won. Okay. But there wasn't, like we said, there wasn't a huge um, no. disparity in Yeah, I points. think there was like a whole of eight points between yeah. first and So I last. did more shipping than, than you guys did, yeah. but you did other things more than I did. Like, I think you did more construction yeah, my, than, my I, than I got Yeah, my focus was uh, Senate, Forum, and Construction. Yeah. Yeah, and I focused on military, military with a yeah. very small amount of construction, and then yeah, I think I did a military mix of things. Yeah, same twice specifically to get uh, like the the other forum tile that I needed. Right, uh, one shipping, just because I I kind of thought, you know, like when Randall did it, it looked really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well you um, get some good points. You can't get some good points out of it. Yes, yeah, but yeah, I think in in every in every round or well quarter, I guess um, I had the Senate. Yeah. And so uh, well, I except for the first, the first one. one. I got I the first one. Did you get the first one? Yeah, because I, I got one. I, that's the first time I got a gold, Was and that's yeah. the only right. one I got, yeah. I think. And then after that, I, I grabbed the, the remaining ones. Yeah. Because I could have swore I got one too, but 
Well, you, I think not. you not had three silvers, it's or possible. maybe yeah. even four silvers. Maybe, maybe, maybe I had second. No, because yeah. you had you got second the time I won it. I think that's I think right. you had four end yeah. reward tiles. Mm. I'm not sure then, but mm. that that seemed to be, I mean, pretty good. Yeah, that, and that's actually I think what well, allowed I, me to. I think to that was ship. the difference of the eight points was how many bonus yeah. points at the end. Yeah. that you were getting because you didn't just get bonus points for ship goods, which was an option mm-hmm. on those things. There's also well, I think that the ones I got there was uh, there was a bonus to building somehow, and and I had a bunch of buildings. Yeah, and there was yeah, like for there's... getting the like the religious point per turn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think was one of them and stuff like that. Like there's just a lot of extra things there, and those can be random because I don't think you could see every single one of those every game. Right. Yeah. There was there was, there was bo- definitely there was more extra. than you'd see. Yeah. yeah. But but it's it you know it's it's a real testament to stuff felt because I. Before we started playing, I had announced to the to the table that I was probably going to lose it <laughs> because yeah, I, I typically don't win. You know the the Steffenfeld Euros, but but yeah, this one. Well, um, and I you I, you can kind of accident yourself into a good groove, and, and, and I, I would say game. that like and, most of the game, it looked like Randall was in first. I, did I thought a, I, I was, had a good jump. Yeah, after that first ship, after that yeah. first holy ship, cow. we were like, "Holy shit, we have to catch him!" Yeah, yeah that was a big jump. Yeah, and I then, did jump up, and then like, but then it slowed down for me, and I, I wasn't getting as many points. Yeah, yeah. and I thought I was going to be last, and I just barely squeaked into second. But yeah. you just kind of rocketed past us when it started to come to points in the final quarters. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I didn't sort of expect that. Yeah, but, yeah, but but yeah, you, you end up at, you end up at the end of the game, you know, pretty pretty close and um you know even if someone is someone else is is dominating a specific thing i mean you you know you just there's there's so much to choose from right to Mm -hmm. go do something else um so you you know when you're looking for what's the most optimal thing for me to do right now there there's multiple choices yeah whereas yeah with with crusaders it just that's not the case. No, no. And there's also the difference between the styles of the games too. Where where Trajan is very much everyone's sort of playing their own little game in a way. Like there is like you are interacting a little bit on the main board, mm-hmm. like with the Senate position, with moving around who the gets construction to certain site. points first. Yeah, in the, in the military area, who gets what provinces to get what points or, or tokens first? There's a little bit of interacting there, but a lot of it is very much okay. This is my board. These are my actions. I'm distributing them. I'm trying to get best advantage of of the um, the Trajan tiles that are on my board and trying to get those combinations going so I get the points. Mm-hmm. Whereas Crusaders, it's very much everybody's on the main player board. We're moving around. We're trying to it's a race. It's a race. It's very much yeah. a race. Yeah. If you don't get the thing that you were after, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it's gone. like someone can really screw you up by okay. I, I really want to go to this space, but I don't want to make it obvious I'm going to go to this space. Hopefully, no one else wants to go to this space. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I clear itself. this, someone's going to steal this space. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to separate myself so people can't reach me before like, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, it, well, and Crusaders, it's not it's not the space itself that really mattered too much, but it's it was all the bonuses. So you're either I need to race to get over there mm-hmm. to um, to defeat that slab or that thing, you know, because that's the the stuff I'm building on, or I need to get to that specific spot to so that I can get the bonus build tile there yeah. to get that but um but yeah like if you don't get to that spot 
you before lose the other person. Yeah, you lose it. It's gone. Like it's well, not. Coming and it back. also will screw everything up too because you're setting up your rondelle in a way that okay, if yeah. I go over there, I want my my options are okay. I want to travel to this space. Yeah, I need. I want to. Crus- I may have to crusade to defeat one of the enemies there and build. And if I have my rondelle set up in a way that I can make advantage of that, and someone swoops in there and, and screws me up and, yeah. and does it first, all of a sudden, like, oh shit, I I, I can't do what I want to do, and now I have to rethink everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, your rondelle may no longer be set up. Set up and to, and yeah, I think to do anything useful. Yeah. This is where I think that the complexity with the people that have rated it on BGG is a little low. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Start like it can be really simplistic if you have one night yeah. and a single action. And you just do that one action with one night. Easy. Yeah. Like, really simple. But as soon as you start getting multiple nights and multiple actions so you can travel and build and you have two nights or even three nights to split things between. Because you can only split travel. So Mm -hmm. that's where the complexity comes in. But you have to think about positioning them smartly Mm -hmm. so that the next turn, if you want to take two actions like Crusade and Build, they don't have to be in the same area or anything. like that. There's a little bit more to it than just yep. do this action. You have to think about your army that's out there, essentially, once you start upgrading stuff. Yeah, you're right. Be- because you can split travel, you're you're not just thinking about, let, let's say, my turn coming up, but the one after it. Yeah, and you have to well. put all of your guys in the proper position. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's not super complex, but no. like, I, I think it should be under three, so not... It's not like complete brain freeze, no. but no. it's definitely a little higher than it could. It could definitely go up, and it's, and, and time will tell because yeah. it is a it is a, it's old, new. It's an old, it's a newish game, and it, I'm not sure how. Like this is actually my friend Jake's copy that we were using, and I'm trying to think when he first got it. It might have only been a few months ago, like three or four months ago. So really, it hasn't been out all that long. Um, so so yeah, it, as people. Yeah, it might go up. It should. It should. As it's, strategies kind of get solidified for, depending on how yeah. popular it ends up being. Well, I think Rand said earlier, it, it did go up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, even within the two weeks, but it's I'm, gone up by 0. 0.04 of a point. Well, what, what I what I did think was interesting was that um, I, I think the BGG rating actually went up as well. Oh, did it? You know, it might have. I didn't. Yeah, it's uh, 7.1. Yeah, it went from 7. Oh, it went, it's up at 7.7 already. Yeah, it's already gone to so, 7.7 since I jumped the up. Sheet. That means yeah, that's the piece pretty... I, I kind of disagreed with there. Yeah. Like, uh, it actually would go down for me a little bit. But... It still says 1.1 thousand ratings, but that you know, it may yeah. be people who change their ratings or it could also or be... even someone gives it a 10. Yeah, or and it may be that there's some in there that it's not giving us, it's giving a 1.1. It could be like up to 99 others that mm-hmm. have been added since and it's not quite 1.2 yet who knows yeah but yeah it, it's pretty new I, th- I think it'll it'll adjust as it goes and yeah absolutely um yeah and we'll, we'll see how it plays out it's definitely it was a good game and now if i have to choose between the two it's 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 I definitely easy failings. for me to choose this in this yeah scenario. i see failings in both of these games sure and <laughs> For me, it's going to come down to which is going to be our second topic is which theme which I like theme a bit works better. For you better. Is, like, is yeah. that where the failing is for you in, in Trajan? Like, no, no. The, tra- the the failing in Trajan was the the fiddliness mm-hmm. of the the rondelle aspect it was just it was a little too much, and right. it wasn't like right. it was complex. It was just. It's completely random how you set your action tokens, tokens up originally. Yeah. And then it's like you get 
things afterwards. There's no beginning strategy. It's just kind of luck at the beginning mm-hmm. if you set up like nicely and things like that. And just the the multiple colors at first is kind of like neat. And then it started to wear on me as the sure. game went on. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was certainly harder to get the colors that you, that you wanted to get to really get bonuses yeah. in, yeah. in yeah. the right spots. And it I wasn't out on a few of those. Actually. If it wasn't like if you weren't going for the Trajan tiles, it wasn't important. But if you weren't there, there's so much mm-hmm. extra in those, the bonus points, the bonus actions that you couldn't really ignore them. Yeah. So it, it was constantly being fiddly. It, I felt like because you had to get the right color in the right spot to do the extra bonus actions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It just, I don't know, I, it started to lose interest in that aspect of it as the game wore on. It, and it, yeah, there was even a whole thing where we weren't taking advantage of where you got those extra action tokens. We were doing that a bit. Like we get these yeah. extra action tokens. And so when you did the military one, if you had a, mil- a military extra action, you could do that do again. Do the second one. And then there was this whole thing with the Trajan tiles where you can get a plus two so that you could potentially do an action twice, twice extra more. as opposed to just a single time extra. We never really went into those plus twos at all. Yeah. We didn't Yeah, touch I don't those. think we used them at all. No. So <laughs> who knows? So, yeah. I mean, Trajan definitely has the the stronger ability to adjust to someone else taking your yeah your avenue like if someone's really going all out on the senate and that's what you originally wanted to do and you're like well not gonna happen chances of me catching up to him on the senate yeah i'll shift my focus with that as secondary to make sure i get the secondary thing if that's you know there's there's an option to kind of fiddle around where with crusaders if someone gets in your way, they're in your way. They're in your way, and then all of a sudden you're you're stuck. You're stuck, and yeah, you're you might like, have to rethink doing? your next yeah. turn completely. But I just so yeah, Crusaders. It had its faults. Trajan had its faults. I'm I'm a little bit. I'm almost thinking they're equal, like mm-hmm. the balance of wow for me. So I'm going with theme when it comes to picking. <laughs> and and that's sort of one thing with the Crusaders. Um, where I came up with the whole, if you have nothing better to do. It wasn't so much if you have nothing better to do is in these situations, and I found this not in just our game, in other games that I played with it because I played it a few times, um, where I found that if my turn got sidetracked because of something, then I would think, okay, well, this turn I'm going to upgrade a tile because I got so messed up there. Mm-hmm. I'll upgrade a tile. It lets me redistribute my stuff, and so that's where I sort of got into the mental space of if you have, if you have nothing better to do. It's not so much. It's not a bad action to do. It's that sometimes someone will screw you up so badly that... That you need to reset. You need to reset. And that's where I sort of came up with that whole... That's when I flipped over a lot of tokens or a lot of um, wedges. But choosing one that's better. Ugh. That, yeah, let me be clear when I said it. it's a tough choice for me. Is I think both of these games are worth playing. Oh, like, yeah. I really well, I, enjoyed I both. I do too. Yeah. I, I just think <laughs> for me it's 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 pretty clear yeah. that I think Trajan is, is the... Um, I think is the better game mm-hmm. only because like I said, for Crusaders, he won. I, <laughs> well, no, in Crusaders, I don't want to like sort of be railroaded into the, in, like mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of the game. I don't want to feel like I have to do, I have to do these things or there's just going to be no chance of winning this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, this is no longer optional. Yeah. You know, it's, if this has to happen, you know, and then, you, you know, it, well, I'll be honest with you, It's, it's a little bit like, you know, like, you know, chess masters playing chess. There's like, there's these sort of set openings that they do. And, and, 
you know, like it's an hour before anything interesting really actually happens. happens because they're just, yeah. you know, and you're waiting more position. for a mistake to yeah. happen yeah. than yeah. an actual so, original idea to come through. Yeah. And I, I'm leaning, I was leaning towards Trajan as well. Um, partially because of theme, I kind of like the Roman theme a little better, even though maybe it doesn't come through great. And in, in, in either of these games, the theme doesn't really pop through the best. Like the Crusaders, you, I guess you do kind of feel like you're crusading because you are moving across the board. You are defeating your enemies. Um, but then with the Roman theme, there's a lot of you're setting yourself up. You're you're you know you're helping to build the city. You're helping. You're getting influence in the Senate. You're you are doing some of the little expanding as well with the the provinces and that. And I think just maybe it's the Roman theme that appeals to me a bit more. I don't know how many Roman games I actually have, but I think I have a few. Now I think about it. And they're probably all Steffenfeld. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, I was leaning towards Trajan even before you said that you like Trajan um, for, for my choice in these two as well. And surprisingly, I'm going to say Trajan. Now, it's <laughs> it's surprising because I like the Crusaders theme better. And mm-hmm. that's what made me choose is I think he fucked up the part of my language. No, here. No I think he <laughs> screwed up the theme too much for me i would I, like I, I think you were setting up the game and i'm sitting there complaining that yep. what the hell is this this isn't the crusade yeah this is <laughs> well we're and, going after barbarians like this doesn't make any sense to me so well, it kind of messed I, with my theme that i actually like a lot and i also yep. like roman so yep. it immediately kind of it's like i i started with this bad opinion almost because it's like what, well, what are you doing i could have slightly forgiven that um you know like that it was it was not so crusadery but I was I, I spent more time building. Yeah. Than anything, and you should have been a little bit more focused on like, fighting or something, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm off to the crusade. Yeah. Uh, boy, l- let me make sure I bring my toolbox full of hammers and saws and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know there there was yeah like the actual um, interaction with the Slavs and Saracens. It was that was, you know, such a small part of the game. Yeah. Really. And it, it, like I said, if they would have, if there would have been a better devotion to this theme, I probably would like. That's how close these are for me. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Steffenfeld to beat out Steffenfeld or to come close to him with his mm-hmm. experience in making these games, because I mean, he's done so many yeah. with Point Salad that yeah. you just expect high quality from him to begin with. Yeah. I would say for him, this isn't his best game. No. 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 Like it. it He's done better, mm-hmm. and yep. they got close. The the Crusaders is close. It's just when it comes down to it, I felt Trajan. It felt like you were in the mm-hmm. Roman Emperor doing this expansion of the empire and stuff. Where Crusaders is just like, I want this to be Crusades. Why isn't this what I Why want isn't it to be? The Crusades, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it feel like yeah. Well, there you have it. Um, Trajan is our winner this uh, this episode. So congratulations, Trajan. Steffenfeld actually won one this time. I don't think this is the first time he's won one. Is it? That's surprising. It might be actually, because I think the other games you've compared of his, they just I think we compared oh, we compared Era Aura at Labora versus uh, Castles of Burgundy. And I think Aura might have won that one. Uh, um, Uwe Rosenberg. I can't remember now. I have to go back and look at her her previous ones. But there's been a couple of times where we've compared to his games. And I think he's just sort of missed the mark. He's got to always make it tough, though. I mean, oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So Trajan is our winner. So uh, going on to our next topic. Um, sometimes when we're coming out with these um, episodes. I'm just trying to like, rack my brain of what's a good secondary topic to come up with. 
And I thought this one kind of fit in with this a, a bit because we've got two games with very similar mechanisms, but, you know, very different themes. You know, we have the Roman theme versus the, the Crusaders theme. And so I thought, well, that might be a really good topic for us to talk about is, is themes in games and, you know, what we look for for themes. And is it always just like an overarching theme that we look for? Or is it sometimes um, more of a, just like a more specific, is it like, okay, do we, do we like zombies or do we like zombies where there's a traitor mechanism or is it like, do we like zombies where everyone's up for themselves or we're all working together kind of thing. So there's, there's, there's overarching themes, but then there's also sometimes the little themes in between, um, in, in between games that, that sort of what, what appeals to us. So you might like a specific genre, but do you want to be the competitive type or the cooperative type it, right, kind of yeah. aspect to it? Like in this one, we had a Roman-themed game where it was a bit of a point salad, but it was all, you know, well, it's thematically, sort of I, I, I mean, it was pretty watered down. Like, you really could have taken that game, stuck it, you know, almost any point in history in, in a port city, you know, where there was shipping. Oh, and, sure. You oh, know, yeah. Agriculture. I, I didn't really feel like the, you know, that the... the Romanness of of the game was really coming through. You didn't think it was like overly strong. Yeah, I mean it, it was there I, because because you're looking at the pictures and, and they're well, calling sure. it the Senate. Yeah, but you know they they could call these these different areas you know almost anything else. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know I, I really think that's probably true of a few Steppenfeld games. It's it's the mechanics that you're playing. True. Rather than you know the theme coming in strongly. And then like I said, the the, the problem with Crusaders is that. They screwed you know, it up. <laughs> it, they, they had the opportunity to do to do really well with, and and I thought that the theme for Crusaders was coming out stronger. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. there's actual knights on the board, and they, right. and they do knightly kind of things. They're, they're going into combat. Um, you know, your, you know, your your treasury is allowing you to to build. I mean, that kind of thematically makes sense. So right. the, the theme is coming through. It's just that I think it was broken right. yeah like right. in this case they, they, i chose based off of a negative of the theme not yeah. not that trajan felt like a positive theme right it just yeah. it was a mechanic with the theme laid over top of it yeah so and the game just worked a little better maybe yeah yeah, yeah. um no that's, that's a good point um and and not just stuff and fell there's a lot of games that come out that sometimes you feel that the theme is not really there. Yeah, it's just overlaid. It's just sort of overlaid and, and, over a bunch of mechanisms. Yeah. yeah or mechanics. Or That's not bad. I mean, there's... If you're looking at, like, a series of games that all play similarly, it, it makes sense to pick kind of the artwork theme that, that you works like. For you. That works yeah. for you. That That's a good way of selecting. I think I'm more apt to look into games that tickle my, you know, mm-hmm. sphere of interest... But I rarely buy a game based off of it unless it's a, an equal choice. And I've like, because I mean, board games, they're the type of thing where you definitely do a little bit of research with how much they're starting to get up to. It's like it's an informed purchase with a lot of these things, unless mm-hmm. you know that this developer puts out a good product and you're willing to take that bet early on like a Kickstarter or something. Right. But it's like, I want to know that the game is good beforehand. So the theme is, it might draw me to the game, but I'm definitely going to look at the mechanics before I worry too much about the uh, whole story behind it. I I can think of a a really good example of a game that has 
I, I think a, a pretty strong, coherent theme, and is one of the worst games in the world, and that is Monopoly. <laughs> you know, like and well, they, they, when she brought it out in nineteen, it's got to be like it was like in the twenties oh, or something. Well, I think it was no, earlier than that. It was it was during the depression. It was, Before yeah, I was, it was born in the twenties or or no, not the, well, it was, the depression. Yeah, yeah, thirties. Yeah, yeah. So the twenties, thirties. Yeah. You know the the, the sheer con- capitalism coming out of that game, and 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 depending on who you're playing it with, boy, that's insufferable. You know the the person who who oh, I love Monopoly and I and I always win it and I and I capture it and then they just gloat the whole bloody game <laughs> and 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 it comes down to it. like it, there's there can only be one winner who gets all like all the resources and it's just insufferable to play but but that's the theme that yeah Monopoly yep. it's in the name you yeah know? so 1933 so you, I mean you're right like it it's you you can have a, a really strong theme that comes through in in most aspects of the game. But it can just be a horrible game. Yes. Oh, sure. Definitely. <laughs> well, if you're like anybody, when you're playing it, especially when you're younger, you're not doing all the rules that are inherent in yeah, Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it only gets worse when you start adding those in. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, becomes, sure. Playing with like, the actual worse. tournament rules. Yeah, yeah well, tournament, but, I don't even know about tournament rules. I, who knows but, what those are like. But um, I, I, I do yeah. admit I get attracted to games based on theme quite often. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, like games like Rising Sun, I look at that and it's like that was just a beautiful game, and it was it was really attractive to me because of the whole Japanese theme to it, mm-hmm. the beautiful miniatures that came with it, and you know I have a few games that are set in the East. Um, and one, one I love just like that is Tokaido. Tokaido, yeah, I mean, it's, a, great it's game. a beautiful looking game, mm-hmm. and I, I think they really capture. Uh, I think I think the theme really comes through in that with the, the you know the actions that you perform. That's always wonderful when you can get a game that actually plays to the theme and is yeah. still yeah. an excellent mechanical game. Yeah. It, it's just it's so rare to come across something like that. So when you find those, it's just like a yeah. gem. It's just... Yeah, like Tokai is not, certainly not very complex. No, but but just, just like you say that the you know the actions that you're performing are are you know, that are, are integrated into the theme that they're bringing across. Yeah. yeah. And what well, the whole theme of that one is you're, you're just taking a sort of like a vacation through yeah. Japan, traveling down, the <laughs> you're highway. traveling yeah. through Japan and, and you're like, visiting like, in, you're looking, seeing art, food. you're yeah, yeah. eating food, you're, yeah. yeah. So it, it's a, it's a kind of a sleepy little theme, yeah. but it, it really plays through really, really yeah. nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other like personal favorites when it comes to theme? I, I do like the, um, a lot of the Asian themes, you mm-hmm. know, Gugong was beautiful. Yeah, um, um, I I liked the um, you know there too. I, I thought that the um, you know the actions that you performed during that m- made sense thematically. Um, yeah, they did a pretty good job of like filling the board with varying things that sort of help with the theme a bit. You know, like you're collecting jade. Jade was very big in in the early in those early eras of of China, and and so it was very valuable. Helping build the wall. You know, the, the wall is, of course, a big... Everyone knows about the wall, and no one's... I think Donald Trump just loves the wall, so he's probably sure. like... He's in, <laughs> everyone knows about the wall. Um, Takenoko is, a, is another one. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more comical yeah, in its delivery, but... You're, like, building but, up your, your bamboo fields, yeah. and the and, and managing the, along the panda, and, and, and yeah, yep. laying out the garden, and... and um, so, yeah, I, I've, I've really liked a, a lot of the games that were... Um, like the east, like, like a lot east. of Antoine Bauza stuff is um, mm. he, he he likes you know being out in the Far East yeah um, in in his themes 
um, fortunately, I think in, in most cases, certainly not all of them, um, you know, the, the mechanics come along with it. Usually, yeah. So, and um, for me, I think that, like, my favorite theme doesn't, it kind of slips into more of a, like, I like the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. I like the Crusade era and stuff like that. And then most people, instead of going there, will instead go to fantasy when they put that type of theme in a game and i think as i gain more and more experience with games like the theme is starting to become almost a negative like i'm learning that i don't really like sci-fi board games all that much Mm. the the theme there's a no don't get me wrong there's a few like uh the battlestar galactica Mm -hmm. card game amazing game but Mm -hmm. the more i play like the eclipse and those types of games where the theme is dominant i i'm actually beginning to not enjoy it mm, as much so right. I, i'm shying away more from those and more i'm going more into the it's like i like the like farming theme games yeah, almost yeah. <laughs> the the traditional kind of euros yeah, right? yeah yeah like the 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 comparison we did with the like dwarf fortress Caverna. yeah and the and Agricola, I Agricola, think it was. yeah, because the same designer, but his yeah. two games that are his very two similar, games that were very different. similar, and it's yeah. like I I like that type of theme, mm-hmm. the the build up of like building up your society and kind of making them function, mm-hmm. gain technology, that that type of thing. But now it's like as soon as I see that sci fi tag, I'm like they're going to try and do like this action combat game, and almost all the time the combat falls flat because it's yeah such a rushed part or it's a focus that no one wants to go because it feels like you're picking on someone because the easiest thing is to dogpile. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it it translates poorly when I can sit down at a computer and play a game like uh, Stellaris from Paradox. That's this like grand strategy in space Mm -hmm. that lets you do all the things so much easier and more of a 3d model and stuff, but you can't get that type of game with a group in like the farm building or the right. empire building type games quite to that simplistic and fun manner that you can do in a board game that well unless you ported the board game directly to a computer i suppose but i guess it's a little harder to yeah. everyone coordinate at their own houses with a computer than it is to hey let's get together yeah because you're all doing the same thing you don't feel like you can be interrupted just you know it's more, hanging out it's more it's social yeah it's more social it's more um personable i guess you could say or whatever it is like when you're all at the a table together as opposed to when you're all at a computer even though it's you're playing an online board game you it's know, not it's, easy to talk or it's not you know you get some kind of chat software up but it's, it's trash talk people you yeah know. <laughs> it's never the same i don't know it, it, it's I guess it has its advantages especially if, it, if you know people who are far away and you really want to yes. you haven't played with games with them and you want to the, the computer way of doing it is great but just you know, getting out a couple of games and sitting at a table just makes all the difference. Yeah. So yeah, well, a theme might attract me. I appreciate, like you guys, with your Japanese games. I'm not so much into Japanese culture. Yeah. I'm not turned off by it. I'm not drawn to it. But when you get the game where you just see it come through, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if it's Japanese culture, if it's Cthulhu, if if it's zombies whatever fantasy yeah i will appreciate the game actually doing the theme into its mechanics in a way that you can feel it it just it makes for a better game no matter what theme you choose well and it's certainly probably in the last decade there's just been you know like there there was a glut of of 
you know, zombie this and there's always seems to be like a run of <laughs> yeah. a particular type Something of game. Something gets popular. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's it's really hit or miss with you know, if if that's why you're buying the game for the for you know that theme. Yeah. And I mean you but burnt. yeah, it just became too much. Um, sure. I, I have certainly liked some sci-fi if it's done well. Like I mm-hmm. said, the, the Battlestar Galactica was what, yeah. a, what a great game that was to play. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good you know, trader. I, I, and... I like Alien yeah. Frontiers. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. a few like that. But but I I agree with you that it seems like whenever they uh, you know attach a, a sci-fi theme onto it, it, it it's it's you know, it's instantly combative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, there's a lot of 4X, like, especially yeah. when it comes to sci-fi. And they do 4X and other types mm-hmm. as well, but sci-fi really seems to be drawn to it. Yeah. Um, and I think the 4X, 4X but, kind yeah. of falls flat in the board game aspect when they... Because they, they don't do enough development in each of the Xs. Like, right. it, yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. each one's slightly rushed. One game might do this one better. One game might do this other one better. And it's kind of a, well, how flat did they fall with the other three? Right. And it, it's usually too much for me. It doesn't matter which of the ones they focus on. Because, uh, well, I, I could honestly do away with most of the, like, just harsh competitive where you, like, blow someone up. And then they're pay- pretty much, they know they're out of the game. Yeah. But yeah. they have to sit yeah. there. And, like, I've I learned the rest to of the game. hate those types of yeah. competitive yeah. games. Because I want everyone to have that enjoyable experience, whether they win or lose. Yeah. So I, I tend to cite shying away from those games anyways, yeah. and that's always a part of 4X. Mm-hmm. That's a big and part it, of it. Yeah, and it's, and it's hard to incorporate that combat without having that devastating, well, you've lost mm-hmm. aspect to it where you're, just, you're not going to recover. So, But but I think that's a, that's exactly why in, in the last few years anyway, I've, I've you know, and, and I, they're certainly the hardest games for me to play, but the ones I seem to enjoy more and more is is Euros. Yeah. Where, um, you know, yeah, we're we're all playing on the same board, but you know, you're playing your, it's your strategy you know, your versus strategy my versus strategy, yeah. yeah. And it's not usually usually and largely if if I get something, some resource out of it, I haven't deprived you or taken yours right away from you. Yeah. You know, maybe I've deprived you of your best choice. You know, or the or the one you're thinking but of. That's but why there's competition, shift. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't destroy my game; it just alters yeah. it because oh, he he did it quicker. Mm-hmm. Like move on. But but certainly, I, I I tend to dislike the ones where it's it's All taking things from yeah. people. Oh, I I, yeah. I I blew up your ship and took your cargo and and yeah, go back. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, you gotta reset and, and start yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Um. And and then you know, typically with the euros, it's it's usually about. You know, building an economy. It's you know, you're, it's building up, building up your resources and using those resources. Yeah, getting that engine going, yeah. and, and, and the person know, who uses them more efficiently, more yeah. economically, is the one who's going to get more points, and the one who more is broader in their scope will get more bonus points at the end of the game. So you can focus and try and get as much as you can, mm-hmm. or you can mm-hmm. diversify and go for those end game points. Like it, it yeah. just, it usually takes till that last turn, unless someone's been like just amazing and is way ahead that you, you're always in it. You always feel like you're in it. So yeah, those games just automatically the point salad type aspect of competition is I think a much better themed game than the direct competition hurt someone to yep. better yourself. Um, and, and I don't have much more to add to that. What you guys were saying, cause I, 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 I tend, I do tend to be one who, 
likes the Euros a bit more. I do like the Ameritrash a little bit. You know, like I have sure. tons of those games. I got Zombicide, um, Green Horde. I've got um, Arcadia Quest. There's a lot of that whole. It's just fun to roll dice sometimes, yep. right? And as uh, Stefan Feld has shown, you can make a Euro and still roll dice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this happened to be one of them where you didn't. And it's good to see that he has range. <laughs> he has a lot of dice games, but not everything he does is dice, which is kind of cool. But I do, yeah, I do enjoy Euros. And when it comes to theme and Euros, I'm almost kind of fluid with that. I could, I could, as long as it's a good game, I almost don't care what the theme is. I just want to play the game. And sometimes the theme will help, though. Like, it does mm-hmm. increase the enjoyment out yeah. of it. Like um, with Castles of Burgundy, it's it's um, it's one of his dice ones, but it's it's got a kind of a nice little um, medieval like you're building up your your duchy or your castle and and it's surrounding areas in that game, and um, so that maybe wins out a little bit over some of his other ones, maybe or other euros that are more about just trading. And whereas I like trading, I, I have no problems with the games of trading, but you know, it all comes down to do I like this theme a little bit more than the other theme right so that's where i can sort of medieval will win out for me is if i'm doing something that's in a medieval theme i might like it a bit better than where it's just a traditional i'm in a city and i'm trying to trade and it is you know those those kind of things right Uh i do like my historical i guess a little bit more than like just your average everyday ones isn't it like if it is a theme you like don't you find it it's more of a negative when it's wrong than it is a positive when it's right because any game yeah. for me that the theme is on it's on it's a it's a good thing yeah yeah but if it's a negative in a japanese theme games i don't really notice like well and it, it doesn't bother how me message you are in those like, yeah sure i like japanese games but how i don't really have like the knowledge of japanese history to say oh i can't That's believe that they're mixing that with that well, How it, dare they? Like, it's I like the know. difference between a comic book fan going to a movie yes. and me going to a movie where I look mm-hmm. at it going, this is what they're showing me. It's what the character can do. And the comic book fan is like, what the hell is this? This is not right. This isn't this character. It's like, uh, this well, is that, totally against that actually yeah. didn't happen until issue three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get yeah. it right or get out. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing too, for people, I guess, invested in a particular era. Like, so like you were saying with this, this Crusaders one, they really, sort of drop the ball on how much of it feels like when you're actually on a crusade as opposed to yeah it's uh, like if it's if it's in your theme if it's the theme you like they have to be on it or it just takes away from the experience for you if it's a theme you're not really caring about but it's a game mechanic that you love it will actually be easier because you don't judge it against whether they got something historically accurate or this superhero isn't this powerful or whatever the theme of the game happens to be zombies can't do that you know like yeah it, yeah. it just it makes it simpler to just enjoy the game for the mechanics if you don't care about the theme mm-hmm. but yeah if they get the theme right on it doesn't matter what theme it is i enjoy the game more agreed yeah mm-hmm. absolutely well i think that's probably a good place to stop it yeah it's been almost a couple hours and i still have a lot of editing to do so i think that's where we'll end it today as always thanks for listening Make sure to follow us on our website, BoardNowGaming.com. We're on Facebook, like usual, Twitter, Reddit. Um, You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or Google Play. We have our guild on BoardGameGeek, so you can reach out to us there um, or send us an email through the site or however you want to reach out to us, feel free. 
Um, we always value, always look forward to having your opinions and we value your listening. But anyways, until next time, thank you again for listening and keep on gaming. Good night. Board now. Getting ready for the freedom path I am trying to take A bit of what I have And a lot of space Not to regret your leave It's not my thing Later, hard to believe And so Massage for my